You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. I like this song. Yeah. I like it. It was a really pretty song. Very fun. You have to download that. Hey guys, Bing is for doing, and that's what we're here doing another Rookie Blue After Show. Season 4, Episode 11, Deception. I'm Tiana Hobson, and joining me as always, I have my two lovely co-hosts. Hi everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. And I'm Monique Dufour. Tim- Sorry. <laughs> what is with the rant? I don't know. I don't know either, but I kind of like it. <laughs> and the face that goes with it. <laughs> Clearly, guys, if you don't see this right now, you need to go on YouTube and check out this sexy face that she keeps making. Can we get it one more time? Yes. Where's Peter Mooney? Exactly. Where's Peter Mooney? Exactly. (laughs) Everyone's invited to our wedding. Speaking of Peter Mooney, the Uh, opening of this episode was amazing. Um, He's laying in bed. Yes. Half naked? Sleep and... Andy mm-hmm. kind of rips those covers back a little bit, and I mean, we got to see a tattoo. I had never seen that tattoo on his leg before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we yeah. know what it's what it's of? No, <laughs> <laughs> looked like a word or something. Something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't paying that close attention. Um, but yeah, he he looked very nice tonight. Your man looked good. I know he did. That's he always just what I wanted to say. I would have liked to see more better if Andy wasn't there. But sorry, <laughs> right. just go back and Photoshop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it it was steamy. I'll just say that was a nice opening to an episode. It was yes. a nice opening to an episode. Mm-hmm. I wish we had gotten a little bit more of that this episode. But I mean, they kind of discussed their relationship in this scene where. Um, what does he say? The typical guy thing. Um, oh, I don't really know what this is, but I know that I'm happy in it, and we should just kind of see where it goes and where it takes us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like oh, that's such a guy thing to say, but it so is it is right? Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, define the relationship. You guys are yeah. now in a relationship. You're just come out with it already. I know, and and that's what I put in my notes. I'm like, how did they define this relationship? Are they seeing each other? Are they just friends with benefits right mm-hmm. now? Are they really boyfriend and girlfriend? They should have the talk to see where they stand. Yeah, yeah. especially he brought up the point that they started off as friends and now they are whatever they are. And I think that one, if you start off as friends, then the communication channels are already open, so it should be a little bit easier, easier to mm-hmm. communicate. Hey. We are in an exclusive relationship now. We're yeah. boyfriend and girlfriend. Right. We're husband and wife. Whatever you want to be. They're right. adults. They can sit down and talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. I really think that, I mean, at least by the end of it, maybe maybe next week we'll get a talk. But um, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about Marlo because she was missing from last week's episode. And I think it's because she was 
out spying on this Kevin Ford guy mm-hmm. because she hasn't <laughs> given up on him. He was the suspect in Christian's kidnapping and he had ties to another child abduction that was never solved. So she's still very, very focused on this case. She's to the point of harassing him where she's staked out outside his house. She's He catches her trying to... I don't think she was going to go in the house, but she was flashing a light yeah. in his back door. But it looks like she was going to break and enter, and mm-hmm. which we found out that she actually did the previous week. But it goes to show that she has good instincts about people who seem shady if they're really up mm-hmm. to something. Mm-hmm. But that was not good on her part as a police officer to go to some some guy's house and not have any warrant or any you know official reason why she should be down there. She's only there on a hunch. Mm-hmm. She should have known better. Yeah, it was... I know we talk about how Andy makes rookie moves sometimes, and this kind of reminded me of those moves, because Marlo's a great cop, and she's a great, I mean, she's not a detective, but she does great detective work, too, but mm-hmm. in this moment, she's so focused on the goal, and she clearly hasn't slept in a while, and she's very unlike her normal, very put-together self, so it makes you think, you know... Maybe she's off her meds and I think that has a lot to do with it. Over no, and this. and that's another thing because Marla, we know that she's so by the book kind of person. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like breaking the rules, and then her when we find out that she's actually is off her meds, it's kind of making her um, not act the normal straightforward way that she used to. But being um, bipolar, there's also links to being OCD as well. Oh. They're actually yeah. very linked together. So makes it sense. makes sense why like she would have high anxiety about someone if she's focusing on someone being what she claims a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it it explains her reasons cuz she's off her meds that anxiety came back and she's being a bit OCD about it. And why she did all that she did. Yeah. Exactly. And Andy sees her cuz she missed um parade. Was that what it's called? Yep. Mm-hmm. Parade. She missed Parade. She's sitting outside. Sam hasn't talked to her in a couple of days because he's been so busy with his other stuff. Bad boyfriend. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, it took a couple what days. What is that? Yeah. I mean, I don't days. care how busy you are. No. No. Nick no. still had time to see Andy. Dove yeah. and Chloe were still seeing each other. Yeah. You can make a relationship work even if you're really busy. Yeah. yeah. A quick Dis- text. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, despite, despite being tired, overwork, you still have ways to communicate, especially now in day. Yeah, yeah there's no excuse for that. You yeah. could have just called for like a yeah. text. Call. You could post on her Facebook wall. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways to do There's so many things. You could there's send her a tweet. No excuse. <laughs> I mean, just, hey babe, that's all you have yeah. to say. Yeah. Let <laughs> me know that you're alive. That's all I'm saying. Is that's all it would have taken. Anyways, uh, McNally and, and, and Oliver actually end up responding to a call where they find Kevin Ford mm-hmm. um, passed out in his house. He's been attacked, and McNally knows that Marlo's been there, and so she calls Sam, and he's on a stakeout, and she's like, hey, this is really important. You need to come down and meet me down here at the station. Um, and that's when we find Marlo in the evidence room, and it's very clear at this point that something's wrong. She might not... I mean, her intentions were good, and she ended up being correct about this person. Mm-hmm. Just you could tell something was off. And this is when um, Andy ends up telling Sam that she is bipolar. 
Yeah. And we started discussing this during the episode, but you guys said to wait until we were on air. Uh, Because you guys feel like Andy shouldn't have told Sam at this point. And I believe I predicted a few weeks ago that Andy would just slip and say that, oh, she's bipolar. Whoops. And there she goes. The (laughs) The way Andy did it, I understand the reason why she did it, but still doesn't justify her, you know, just saying that's not her place to tell Sam. Yeah. It was not. That's and see, I feel the opposite. Like, I like if I was Andy, I would have been like, I'm not sure what's up with her. You should talk. You should talk to her mm-hmm. or have her talk to someone else. But she shouldn't have been the one to slip. She's bipolar. Yeah, she should have shut her mouth. It wasn't a slip. She said it because yeah, clearly she's acting in a neurotic way right now and right. Sam has no idea what's going on. You can't just say like go talk to her. Sam clearly knows something's going on. Andy knows the question. I feel like at this point Andy was doing the right thing in telling someone because who else is going to help her? If Andy's the only person who knows, no one else is going to know how to get her to calm back down. And in telling Sam this, he went to her and was able to very calmly and rationally talk to her instead of thinking my girlfriend's just off the edge and I'm annoyed with it. He was then able to take a breath and be like, hey, you know, we're going to fix this. Made eye contact and calmed her down. I think she did the right thing. Here. I disagree. I'm sorry. I just don't <laughs> think that she has, she was in the right place to, it's not her place. It was not her place. Not and her if place. I was Marlo and I would have found that out, that's it. But that, I'd have been like, but Marlo did find out and Marlo yeah. was completely okay with the fact that she told Sam. She's okay. Maybe she seemed okay because she's not on her meds. Wait till she gets back on her meds. I bet you anything you're not going to talk. Yeah, she's going to be angry. But still, I I still don't think it was Andy's place to do it. But because, yes, she was emotional and a bit distraught, I think in a professional environment, Sam should should still be able to calm someone down. Whether or not that he knew Marlo was bipolar or not. So, Andy... So if Andy hadn't have told Sam this, and then Sam still asked Andy to go alter her book like she did, I mean, does that not make up for it? Like, Andy jeopardized her whole career for this girl, but because she told Sam about this, like, that makes her a bad person? Like, that was bad? I think that the bad thing that Sam- that Andy did in this episode was changing um, the notebook to add, an- add the entry. I think the only reason why Andy agreed... To change and alter the memo book was because she told Sam that she, um, Marlo was bipolar after she promised Marlo that he uh, mm. she wouldn't do that. And then she broke her promise, so a way to atone that was to fix her book. Yeah, I agree. See, I'm, See, I'm I disagreeing. Agree I agree. We have separate, <laughs> separate sides of the table right now. Tiana, you should agree, but... No, you guys should agree with me. No, but... We don't have to agree with no. each other. But I just, I just... I agree. I actually agree with Marissa what she said about that. Because I think the only reason why was... She's right. The only reason why she went and changed a book was because she felt bad. Yeah, she broke her promise, and the way to make it make herself feel better, like normal, she does something else. I like to punch her in the face sometimes. Really, I wanted to punch Sam in the face this episode because I thought I would have punched both of them in the face. Well, uh, Sam because he hadn't called me in two days, and then Andy because he told her I was bipolar. <laughs> well, I was mad at Sam because when he does go to Andy and is like, "Hey, you know, her fingerprints are on the computer. It's on the way back to 
the office. You have to go into Frank's office, get the code to op- to unlock the memo books, and then add an entry in. I was mad at her because, or mad at him because he says to her, "If you won't do it for her, then do it for me." That was not cool. That I agree on that. That was not cool. That is not cool because he's been toying with her this mm-hmm. whole time, and as soon as she starts something with someone else, here comes Sam messing with her head again. And all this time, you're messing with her head, but she's also trying to save your girlfriend right now. Mm. So you're putting her in this spot where she's jeopardizing everything for you and your girlfriend and could ruin everything with her new relationship, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was mad at him. Yeah, and I question Sam's choices nowadays because we saw him get his uh, mentor, you know, slip Mm -hmm. with that storyline earlier. Um, and then, because they're in the forest, he's, he's let certain things slip, and he's letting Marlo slip now. Mm-hmm. That, like, getting away with something as serious as this. Yeah, and I mean, he even said at the end of the episode that, you know, what he thought that what they did today was a good thing, and and Andy calls him out on it. She's like, you know, you make your own rules, and maybe I don't want to live by your rules anymore. And so she finally kind of came out and was like, no, this isn't right, and... I was very proud of her when she finally stood up to Sam. And that was good of Andy to say, I didn't do it for you. Yeah. yeah. I did it for I like that part. Yeah. Because, <laughs> that was good. Because, because I think that regardless of what she did, breaking the promise, she still had Marlo's best interest at heart. Exactly. And she was trying to help her help herself. And now, I mean, she probably made this relationship with Sam and Marlo a little bit better because now there's no secrets. Perhaps, yeah. And yeah, I, but then it's like at the same time, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, well, now is Sam going to dump Marlo? Because she's like, you know, kind of like... I think Marlo is going to get back at Andy, be like, you promised me that you weren't going to tell anyone. I don't know. I feel like this is... Yeah, because he's like, the- oh, we need to talk. That whole we need to talk conversation, that never turns out. he said no one's in trouble. And it's lo- going to be interesting. We're going to yeah. But, I mean, the conversation that... Um, Andy and Marlo had in the car too about why she stopped taking her meds. I thought was, I thought that was sincere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what makes me think that she wasn't really that mad because she was saying, you know, I fell in love and I wanted to actually feel something and not have to be scared of it or, you know, push it away and drug it. Yeah, drug it out, drug it out mm-hmm. of me. Like I wanted to actually feel it because I fell in love with him. So, and I think that's. That might have been another factor why Andy agreed to um, alter the memo book because that was before she even did that. So in knowing mm-hmm. where why Marlo was off the drugs and why she acted the way she did, Andy was like, yeah, I'm just going to help her out here. Okay. Mm. I can see that. Well, I wonder. In the long run, Andy did it for Marlo and no one else. Yeah. Yeah. See? Or she herself. Nope, nope. She said she did it for Marlo, <laughs> not for herself. Andy's not being selfish. That's what I took away from that. Um, <laughs> she did, did it for Marlo. Um, not for Sam. We also got to see Luke for a little bit. He was yes. He was back. I was expecting him to be back in a bigger way. But, right. I mean, I think that it's, it planted the seeds because by the end of the episode, he knows that an officer was going door-to-door talking about, um, what was his name? Kevin, telling his neighbors, you know, that he was a pedophile Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. He knows that Andy was suspicious 
was acting suspicious in the um, precinct when she after she added the memo in there and she wouldn't turn around when he was calling her name. And he also knows that um, McNally or um, Swarick was acting weird when he showed up at the crime scene. So I think he's suspicious of a lot of things and that he'll be back to kind of ask more questions. I think he's going to be back the rest of the last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah. he's supposed to be in the last three episodes. Yeah, Yeah, but I think it'll be to, like, ask questions. And maybe we're not done with all this, because he also Mm -hmm. would know. He asked for a copy of that memo to get be put in the recognize. He knows Andy's He'll recognize, yeah. So I think he'll recognize recognize. that. You better, and you guys better better recognize recognize and go on to SerialBuddies.com and download our movie. Kevin Undergaro and Maria Menounos, our producers here at AfterBuzz, have put together this hilarious film and you should definitely download it and go see it. It's got an all-star cast. We're talking Beth Bears, Maria Menounos, Christopher Lloyd, Artie Lang. Christopher McDonald. Yeah, Kathy Lee Gifford. I mean, it's Dexter meets Dumb and Dumber, and it's fun and hilarious. It's a very, very well-plotted movie, and you should definitely go see it. And, yeah. Yeah, download, rate, and comment it. And then while you're doing that, you can also go on iTunes and download our awesome podcast after show here, and you can download, rate, and comment, tell a friend. (laughs) And we appreciate all the comments. We do read them on iTunes and on YouTube. Yes. And we got a yes. few comments this week yes. from yes. last week's episode. Yeah, you guys were you guys were chatting with Kathy's on YouTube this week. <laughs> I loved it. There's a lot of discussion about the episode. Let us know where you stand in this whole was Andy right to tell Sam about Marlo's bipolarness. I just want to know what other people think besides us. Bipolarness? Yeah, I kind of created a word there. I was hoping no like one else she, was going to pick up on Tiana it. Tiana creates words. Like that. <laughs> I have a whole dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> I decided that once you have a college degree, you can just make up words. <laughs> you, if twerk can go in the dictionary, then I can make up words. <laughs> that is true. Yes. True. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> we digress. Yes. Let's get back to the episode. So Tracy, um, while Sam is off handling all this stuff going down with his girlfriend and his ex-girlfriend, Tracy has to take over the operation, what was it, Operation Driftnet. Driftnet. Um, which they were setting up people to get caught buying drugs and having possession of drugs. And they're almost about to beat the record, and they're after this guy, Lou Conlin. So they're outside his um, apartment building. Who, do people really sell drugs? Like, Yeah, they were in a high-rise, and then there's like that his place mm-hmm. why do your business out of your house pick another location that's what i was thinking if i was going to sell mm-hmm. drugs i wouldn't do it from my house because i wouldn't want all those people like the bad guys who ended up coming well they're right. both bad guys but what the dowling crew they know where you live yeah you mm-hmm. should be doing this somewhere else. Not very intelligent. Just, just throwing my two cents in there. <laughs> you're going to sell drugs. Yeah. If I were a drug dealer, <laughs> this is what I'd do different. Yeah. Or could it just been uh, a random apartment at the high rise, you know, as a cover? Yeah, I guess that's I mean, true, too. Who knows? Like, I don't, we don't know if he actually lived there or if it was just a place that he... Yeah. That he... Yeah. So they're at this... They're having their day, and they've got Dove and... Gale in one car to catch people as they're walking away. <coughs> Excuse me. And then they've got um, Chloe and Nick in the other car. And the first cell goes well and Dove and, and Gale are able to just, you know, get that guy, mm-hmm. put him, book him, whatever. 
Then Sam leaves, and the next guy is a member, is Paul Huss. He was a member of the Dowling crew. Tracy recognizes him, and so they're kind of at a standstill. What do we do? Why would someone from a rival gang be over here buying from this guy? So she calls in our favorite person, Steve Peck. <laughs> I love him. He's so awesome. He's so cute. I he love is. him. <laughs> let's, let's get a little more in-depth to him, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve shows up and, you know, is offering his advice, thinks that they should, or wait, no, Jackson Irving then shows up in another car and he's like, hey, we've been trying to get mm-hmm. this guy. He put a hit out on a 13-year-old. We could take down a whole bigger thing than just a couple, you know. Right. Yeah, we can get the druggies. actual yeah. guy who's in charge of this, not mm-hmm. just his, you know, minions. His pretty much. Yeah, his minions yeah. and whatnot. Um, Tracy, of course, is kind of... Uh, I don't know what to do, but ultimately he convinces her and it's the right thing to do right. when you have that situation set up. I found that interesting how she was so argumentative against it. I was like, you call him up to help you mm-hmm. yeah. and then he gives you a good suggestion, a really brilliant suggestion, and then you're arguing against it. Being like, And I get it, Andy. Uh, sorry, not Andy. Um, I get it, Tracy, that you're inexperienced. In you're trying to do this on your own. Mm-hmm. But when you ask for help and you're getting it, don't argue. Yeah. Just go with it. Because he's, I mean, he's more experienced. Of course, we find out that he's never done anything like this either. Right. But, you know. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. But at least he's, he's got a little bit more experience. You know, she's still very green in this whole detective world. But Sam trusted her with the whole operation. So clearly, you know, she just needs to trust herself more and her I think good she decisions. Need, I think she needs a little more confidence in herself. Mm-hmm. Because it's like she's kind of like, oh, well, what do I do now? Like, you're a detective, too. You know, you have to, like, step up and, like, put your foot down and, like, this not only, like, lean on somebody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what she does. Um, So they – I loved when they were in the elevator on their way down because (gasps) (laughs) everything's a go now. And (laughs) so we've got the drug dealers, like, coming in and people with guns are coming out and people with guns are waiting outside the elevator door for this um, Lou Conlon to come down. But it's actually Tracy and Steve. And what was the? Did anyone write down the exact quote he said? No, it was something. He said something about if you keep calling calling me out, out, I'm gonna fall. fall, Like I'm gonna like you even more. Yeah, I'm gonna fall for you more than I already am. Ah! (laughs) I was like, yay! (laughs) And in that moment, that's supposed to be so like, oh my! I was really nervous. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? They're gonna open the doors, and there's gonna be all these gunfights and. That was and a great moment. It was a though, great moment. Yeah. Adrenaline was was rushing. We're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And then he says that line, and then we're like, oh my god, how's he? And then we like completely forget what they're yeah, going to do. Exactly. <laughs> like literally took us out of that moment. It was, but it was great. It was so well. Done. It was so well done, and it was handled very well. Of yes. course, um, the whole time they're you know they do get the guys, but the whole time I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, this isn't over. Someone's going to come out from a corner and start shooting people. No shots were fired, and everyone is out there safely, <laughs> out of their safe, safe and sound. I yeah, like that. Yeah, they yelled them to the ground. That was a that was a lot of police officers yelling yeah. all at once. I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Everyone yelling different things, but exactly. like the same thing. Yeah, I feel like maybe one or two people should be yelling, but yeah, like, not like everybody was like yelling. at once. Yeah, because like, there was a bit chaotic. There was two guys and six cops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like, okay, stop. I'll just surrender (laughs) if you just shut up. (laughs) You're outnumbered. We got you. (laughs) There's nowhere to go. Don't try running. Mm -hmm. And boom. 
case solved. Yep. I like that. Um, and then the other thing we had going on in this episode, um, Diaz, poor guy, his life has been turned upside down. Poor baby. And in the beginning of the episode, you know, he's talking about how he's still on the desk and running papers, but, you know, he's not complaining because he's happy to be back. And he wants to have kind of like a celebratory night. It's like, it's Friday night. Let's get drunk tonight to... Um, Gail and Dove, who both have been working like three Aww. nights in a mm-hmm. row all night long, they're exhausted. And Dove, being the great, great friend that he is, it's like Gail, suck it up. We're doing this, yeah. <laughs> pushing her into something. Yeah. She wants. <laughs> and, that's, and that's good that Dove acknowledges that Diaz is finally happy again. Because yeah. in the last few episodes, he's been dark and brooding a bit, upset with what's going on in his life, and he's finally getting over that. And he's becoming the Diaz that we know and love. Who's been at Division this whole time? Yeah, and he's getting his life back, and he's being happy. And Dove acknowledges that and be like, "No, we're gonna do this." Mm-hmm. He's back to where he yeah. used to be, and he needed it. And then when they got home that night, you know, Diaz was in the bathroom talking to Den- Denise. And I know we talked about this last week. I said I hope that he was still going to be a part of Christian's life, since that is clearly who Christian knows right now. And Denise even tells him, you know, Christian's having a hard time sleeping, and it's just something that everyone still has to kind of get used to. So you Mm -hmm. can tell that Diaz still isn't exactly in his happy place, but he's at least trying now, whereas last Mm -hmm. week he was still just, woe is me, Mm -hmm. screw the world. Now he he at least is putting out the effort. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought that was nice of him to do. And it it goes to show that Diaz has grown up too, mm-hmm. even though like his life is turned upside down and he's finally away from that. He still can handle it like an adult yeah. and be happy and still kind of be a father, even yeah. though he really isn't. Yeah, yeah, be a father from a distance mm-hmm. and sing the exactly. trout song. Sing. <laughs> if he had put Christian on the phone and started singing oh, the trout God. song, that right? Would have been great. That would have been. I would have liked to hear oh. him sing something. Yeah, about a I'm trout. kind of. I'm kind of curious as to how the trout song goes me too actually (laughs) i i've never heard it before so maybe maybe we'll get that next week hopefully maybe hopefully um until then let's move into our news and gossip after tv news okay well we have two actually the same article so you can go ahead and say that one but i have one um an interview that tv fanatic did with rachel ankrell i probably totally butchered her (laughs) last name (laughs) but she plays marlo and she actually they had asked her um if she was a fan of the show before she got the job, mm-hmm. got the part, and she said she was a huge fan, and that she actually wanted to become a police officer, but that didn't pan out, so she kind of lived through the characters for the first two seasons. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then she also said that the first email she got when everybody got, you know, like, together and they got everybody's, like, information was actually from Charlotte, who says she's ex- different, totally opposite of her character, Gail. Uh-huh. Which is nice because when um, the girl who plays Chloe, I can't, I can't remember her name right now. Um, when she came on, Charlotte Priscilla, was the first. Priscilla. One. Yeah, Priscilla. Yeah, Charlotte was the first one to email her. Oh, so, so Charlotte's Charlotte's the go-to party planner when yeah. you're when you're new in town. <laughs> and she also said that her favorite episode was Poison Pill, the one she did with 
mm-hmm. Missy, okay. Andy, yeah. and they were like, you know, hosed down and stuff like that. And, and they said awesome. that they went to get a Big Mac afterwards. We kind of bonded <laughs> over that. <laughs> That's awesome. And she also liked the scene that she was painting with Ben. So uh, that was cute. It was her birthday, so she said that she was all excited because the cast kind of wished her a happy birthday afterwards. Oh, but if you want to read the whole interview, it's on TV Fanatic. Interesting. I'm very nice. And then I have a another interview with uh, Peter Mooney, Peter <laughs> Boy, um, from TV Line, and they talked about the. He talks about the complications for the newbie couple of um, Nick and Andy. They, what's their What's their swan name? Are their Mesh together name, uh, McCollins. 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 Yeah, and they asked him if, um, if he knew that they were going to move forward with the Nick and Andy storyline, and he said that like they knew there was something there potentially that they were going to write for a long time, actually. Oh, which is uh, interesting. And uh, another thing is that, uh, oh, sorry, I'm reading this. Uh, the the reactions to the Andy Sam. Relationship, how those fans are reacting to the new McCollins um, relationship. They, he said that to keep rooting for the Andy and Nick relationship, that because there's a lot more story to come. Ooh, I hope this goes a little longer. I have a fun fact. Oh, sorry, were you done? Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. <laughs> go, go with your fun fact. Well, it's not about those two, but Gregory, I just realized this today. Gregory Gregory Smith, who plays Dove, and Charlotte Sullivan, who plays Gail. This is the second time they've worked together because they were both in Harriet the Spy. Oh, oh, I did not know that. And she plays the mean girl in Harriet the Spy, too. <laughs> as well. I, she was in she has also. darker hair, though. Nice. Right? Nice. She has, like, brown a little hair. Bit, a little bit. No, she's still blonde. She's, she's just a blonde? mean blonde. Okay. Yeah. But. Okay. And um, one other quick thing. He said the um, the differences between the Andy-Sam relationship to the Andy-Nick. Um, what can Andy offer that Sam can't. I mean, sorry, Nick can offer that Sam can't. And he said that the Nick and Andy relationship is a lot of ease and stability, and they just honestly get along pretty mm-hmm. well. And then the whole Sam Sam Andy relationship, there's a lot of history and passion, and they're two just completely different paths, which I, I think is interesting. And I I don't think it's really fair to compare these two relationships because they are completely different. Yeah. But it's still fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, have all those things. And I think something Andy said in tonight's episode is that Nick offers openness because she says to Sam, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you don't you're not open with me. So that's a little easier too when people are open. Yeah, exactly. So that whole interview can be found on TVLine.com. And then, of course, ratings for last week's episode. Last week's episode aired August 22nd. Got that date. And the viewers was 5.13 million. Wow. Pretty darn good. Rookie Blue was up. Over its performance on the same night, but 26% in total viewers and by in the 18 to 49 um, demographic. And Ricky Blue is up 10% summer to summer in total viewers, delivering its most watched season in three years since wow. 2010. Wow. Nice. Go Rookie Blue. Go Rookie Blue. That's Just great news. Up and up and up. Going to be on air for a long time. Yeah. And also, I just want to do a quick shout out to all of our um, YouTube commenters. Uh, Miss Kalai PK 
you said something about the watching the webisodes, the mm-hmm. Ricky Blue. I actually watched those. Yeah, I watched them all today, and they're really good and really insightful. Um, I highly suggest any Ricky Blue fan who hasn't seen them to watch them. They're, they're small, like three short, three to five minute video clips mm-hmm. of each of the cast, mm-hmm. um, the characters, and like like and, therapy, and, yeah, <laughs> and therapy sessions. Therapy, but it's. The cool thing about these videos is that it's their characters one-on-one. They're solely focusing on them in their particular situation, what's going on with their life. There's, like, nothing else. It's them to literally open up and talk about what's ever bothering them. And and it goes well with the storyline and really reflects all the episodes that we're watching if you watch them every single week. Mm. Um, Those are really good. And, yeah, go watch them. They're on YouTube. You can find them anywhere. Um, Another shout-out to Alba Chazé, Markella Horn getting all these names. Um, Ivantha, Richard, Joseph Boza, Noah Walker, Harriet Thomas, and Andy Send. So thank you all for commenting. We do read them, and we encourage you to keep commenting and writing every week. And we try to comment back as often as we can. Oh, and one more thing really quick. I'm in the chat. I don't know how to sign in because I'm like I'm challenged anyway (laughs) Joseph Boza actually just put laugh out loud way too funny that they didn't book Peter to call or stop by Anik would be in La La Land yes I would and I've actually (laughs) tried booking Peter myself I've spoken to him on Twitter and it's just really hard with the time difference since he does live in Toronto so hopefully maybe one day one day one day it'll work out (laughs) 646 let's get into our prediction (laughs) Before Nick gives out her phone number. <laughs> one one day you will. I will, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, so if you saw the preview for next week's episode, we know that what a lot of people were commenting about on YouTube this week is that Chloe. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Chloe gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. In the neck. It looked like it looked serious. It looked serious, and then clearly there is someone out to hunt down um, Division Fifteen cops yes. because we see Shaw get caught, get shot at, and mm-hmm. Luke is back there again asking, "Who have you pissed off?" And it's like, "Who haven't? We were cops." <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> someone has serious beef with them. Yeah, there's a whole city that yeah. is right now. <laughs> I mean, for something. Um, what do you guys see happening? I see, I see Chloe. Well, of course, Chloe gets shot. Um, I think she's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think that Dove is going to take care of her. Maybe like another little situation goes down. Maybe somebody from her past comes back. I don't know. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> kind of saw that somewhere. <laughs> I also think that the whole Nick and Andy thing is going to keep on going, like little circle and stuff, even though I'm all for McSuara. Let me. What else? I don't know. I think that the whole Sam and Marlo thing is going to come head to head. I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. But I also think that the person who's shooting everybody is the boys. What was his name? Chris's son. Christian. Christian's real father coming back for revenge. Oh, that's my predictions. Interesting. Um. I think the whole Nick and Andy situation is going to have a little rift because Nick is going to find out that Andy altered Marlo's book, notebook, because Sam asked her. He's Nick is going to get a little bit jealous, be like, why'd you do it for Sam? 
and that's Sam's getting into the relationship, that's not going to be pretty. Um, Marlo's going to be upset with Andy because she did break her promise saying that she's not going to tell anyone about her condition. <laughs> um, but I think overall, they're still partners. They still come from a level of understanding. So, And then Chloe gets shot. I hope she survives. Yeah, my prediction is that Chloe better not die because I will cry. Um, I think that Marlo will not be mad at Andy for telling. I think she will actually be thankful for helping her and Sam open up their relationship and get deeper in love with each other um, until Sam decides that he actually wants to be with Andy. That's not going to happen, though, until like the <laughs> season finale. That's when that bomb's going to come in. Um, and that's all I've got. So, guys. And Tracy and Steve. We didn't Tracy know. and oh, they're Steve. Cute. They're I want to say Kim. Yeah, they went on their date. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Gonna go on a date. (laughs) Maybe they'll get to first base. (laughs) Where can they find you guys on social media? Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at TV. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Anique Dufour, and my website, AniqueDufour.com. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. And until next week, guys, thanks for tuning in. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 